Welcome to the Essay for FAs Retirement Advisor Podcast, a series that addresses issues of importance to financial advisors when dealing with the preeminent issue on their clients' minds, namely their desire for financial independence. I am your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and this morning I want to propose adding one more agenda item to the advisor-client retirement discussion, this one entailing a reason for taking Social Security early that you won't hear from the financial experts, yet which is probably top of mind with many of your clients. Retirement researcher and actuary Steve Vernon wrote a three-part series in Forbes, essentially arguing that for all but a few, it is a mistake to claim Social Security benefits early. The starting point for his exposition was the widely held concern that depletion of the Social Security Trust Fund will force a mandatory cut in benefits of around 20% in the year 2035. Now, Vernon doesn't believe that Congress will allow this to occur because Social Security is such a popular program, but he argues that even if it were to occur, most people are still better off claiming Social Security as late as possible. To cite just one of his arguments, someone who claims benefits early will still face the same benefit cuts as everyone else if Congress didn't fix the program's funding. So, based on average life expectancies, the early claimer loses financially to late claimers, and those losses compound over time. Now, I don't doubt Vernon's calculations, all the more so because he checked them with experts such as Larry Kotlikoff and Joe Tomlinson. Based on the information currently known to us, it would seem like delaying one's claim works out on paper as being the best move financially. Nevertheless, I wonder if there is a disconnect between financial reality and what works out on paper. Allow me to explain. According to Vernon, the only folks who should take Social Security early are a. Those who are financially strapped and have no alternative. b. Those who have reason to expect to die relatively soon after retirement, assuming their spouses don't require Social Security's enhanced survivor benefits. and c. Those who are so rich they needn't worry about optimizing their benefits. Altogether, that's a small group, but I think we can posit a fourth group, which might be considerably larger than the other three combined. Let me be clear at the outset. What I am about to say is not advocacy. My intention is to place this idea on financial advisors' radar. Here goes. There are a lot of pre-retirees, people in their 50s or early 60s, who have saved a decent amount, if not to the extent that an advisor would consider ideal, who are burning out. They're stressed. They very much want to retire early. Some of these people let their wishes become the father of their thoughts and they convince themselves that Social Security is becoming bankrupt and so they must retire early. Steve Vernon's article comes to disabuse them of that thought to assure them that they'll be better off financially if they wait. But what if a hectoring media and financial planning Puritans insist these people get every Social Security dollar coming to them, they accept the advice, they work harder, fail to find time for exercise, start developing health problems common to people this age for which they require expensive medications and treatment. Do you hear the argument? If we knew this would happen and we could attach price tags to these scenarios, it could well be that a more serene life, more exercise, and smaller health care costs more than made up for the smaller social security checks. Again, I insist, I am not advocating leaving dollars on the table without a careful analysis of the client's big picture. 
It's possible that somebody who retires early and spends more time exercising will live longer and that will increase their costs. A financial advisor must help them with this analysis. But I really think this possibility must be taken into consideration because the fact of the matter is that stress really is a killer. This is common knowledge, but something of which advisors especially are knowledgeable based on their own experience and that of their clients. A recent survey of both advisors and investors by Janice Henderson Investors, together with the Financial Planning Association and Investopedia, found stress levels high among both groups, though higher among advisors. 85% of advisors and 75% of investors thought reduced stress would positively impact their lives. Well, isn't that what retirement is supposed to be about? You're 60 years old, your metabolism is slowing, you're gaining weight, You've got chronic lower back pain, or maybe osteoporosis is setting in. You feel increased pressure to remain in the office longer. The monthly data you're measured by has been mediocre of late, and it's self-understood that you need to get those numbers up. You find yourself knocking back an alcoholic beverage a little more regularly than you used to to help with the tension. Oh, and your aging parents are needing extra help on the weekends, and a kid is experiencing difficulty in college. You get the picture. If someone like this has the financial wherewithal to retire early and maintain a reasonable lifestyle, it could be wise to have that discussion. Retirement researchers have often noted that annuity income is connected to a greater sense of happiness linked to the annuitant's knowledge that he had a level of lifetime income that was guaranteed. Well, Social Security is an annuity. Maybe the lost income the client would otherwise have received is a price worth paying for the quite common scenario I have described. If so, the advisor should look to optimize the client's non-social security income while throwing a happiness bone to clients who can use a break from the daily grind. But whether the client goes forward with this idea or not, introducing it into the retirement discussion is in itself a distinguishing advisor value add in today's stressed out world. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast useful, consider leaving a review on Apple or Google Podcasts so that others might discover this series. Meanwhile, you can contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com if you have feedback or requests, and make sure to subscribe wherever you get podcasts.